Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, glad to have you on board on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We're Danette down. Paulie got an early start to the holiday weekend. <laughs> yes, that's Todd. He's really happy. Already. One yeah. minute in is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to the program. Already in progress, apparently. Uh, but uh, McLovin's here. Fritzy's here. And Seton O'Connor is here as well. The boys in the back. Uh, those on uh, running the uh, show on YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. That would be Dylan, Tyler, the moderator, moderating the chat row, and uh, the birthday boy from yesterday, the big German. Uh, let me see. Got a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that coming up. Don Mattingly, Marlins manager, get his thoughts on resuming the season. Uh, Scott Zolak, Patriots radio analyst, will join us a little bit later on. His thoughts on Cam Newton. Tony Clark, the executive director of the Major League Baseball Players Association, will join us. I'm curious what he thinks of the interview yesterday that I had with the commissioner, Rob Manfred, who said we were set on 60 games and we weren't budging off of that. So he'll join us. And also one of the great stories, if I said this guy is in the top 1% of best shooters in the NBA right now, and he plays for the Miami Heat, you probably still wouldn't guess his name. Got a great backstory, and I thought uh, Duncan Robinson, the uh, Heat forward, would be a great guest to have on because they started practicing yesterday. Andre Iguodala played with the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry. He gets to Miami. He thinks Duncan Robinson is the ball boy. Then he starts to see him shoot, and then Andre Iguodala, who's been around the NBA for, what, 15 years, says he's the best shooter I've ever seen. He doesn't take twos, 
Duncan Robinson, you know, like there's a place in my heart for him because all he does is shoot threes. So Duncan Robinson will join us coming up a little bit later on because there's some nervous guys going into the bubble and how much confidence they have. So we'll talk to uh, him coming up. McLevin will have a poll question for you. NFL reportedly will cut two weeks out of the preseason this year, and most fans probably wouldn't mind. Although the fact that we haven't had many sports, many games, you probably will be like, I'm missing those preseason games. Teams really shouldn't be able to force the season ticket holders to buy preseason tickets anyway. I forgot all about this. There used to be six preseason games per team. And I didn't mind when I was younger. You know, but then after a while, you realize, hey, if you want your season tickets, you have to buy your preseason tickets as well. But this is this is going to be a little bit different this year where the teams do need the preseason games. Normally, you know, I'm shouting from the mountaintops. Let's cut it in half. You know, maybe cut off one of them. Uh, but you would think that two remaining games would be reserved mostly for the starters. What's going to happen is this season will be about depth. And are you going to be able to have those players, free agents, rookies, get an opportunity to really showcase their talents? The practice squad's more important than ever. You're going to need the extra reps. The starters now need the extra reps in preseason. And those who are trying to make the team need those reps. They won't be able to showcase their talents. And, you know, the NFL was going to actually cut one preseason game when they expand to 17 regular season games. So we're going to find out how two works out. There's no chance that, uh, you know, they're going to, well, there is a chance, I should say. There is a chance that they will cancel all the preseason games. I think that's going on behind the scenes here. Um, but this is going to have a real impact on rosters once the leagues start. And, you know, there's a few things going on with the NFL you know, behind the scenes. And this is one of them. Because what they want to do is they take away the first preseason game. So the first preseason game will actually be week two. And then they're going to take away the fourth preseason game which will now actually be the third preseason. So weeks two and three are going to be your preseason. Now, here's the logic. They want a little leeway in going into the first preseason game if anybody has tested positive, and then they take off the fourth one. So you're going to have a little bit of room there. If somebody tests positive, they could still be ready for the season opener. So you give them two weeks to get ready. Uh, if you play the final preseason game in the third week as opposed to the fourth week. That's the logic behind all of this. Also, a little bit more drama with the Washington Redskins because now you're getting some financial pressure. This is when things happen. You know, when sponsors start to bail, that's when things happen. And uh, three separate letters signed by 87 investment firms and shareholders worth a collective $620 billion ask Nike, FedEx, and Pepsi, uh, PepsiCo to terminate their business relationships with the Washington Redskins unless the team agrees to change its controversial name. This goes back to, I don't even know how many years I've been telling you this, but uh, my source has proven to be correct on this. The Redskins would like to relocate into back into D.C., downtown D.C. They played at RFK Stadium and maybe go back and then uh, they want a new stadium. But I was told that the commissioner has said to Daniel Snyder, if you come back, you must change the name. 
And there is a push for Daniel Snyder to bring the Redskins back, but now you're getting a real push from sponsors. And uh, Daniel Snyder said in 2013 he would never change the name. He might not change the name, but somebody may change the name for him. But now you're getting the financial pressure there uh, that, you know, you could see. And if it's if it's going to happen, it has to happen now. Given the climate of this country, this is really it. And does the commissioner jump in? And if he doesn't, why not? What would be the downside for him if he decides to jump in? You know, we've had these stories about the commissioner and his legacy. And I think you can make a ton of money. And the commissioner has made a ton of money. I think you start to look at how are people viewing me? What is my legacy going to be? I don't know the commissioner. Obviously, he has a problem with me and or the show. He hasn't been on in seven or eight years. But I respect what he does because he is, his job is to make money for the owners. That's, that's what he does, and he does a great job, and he takes the slings and arrows. He takes bullets you know, from the media, fans, all of that. But here he is with Colin Kaepernick, and now maybe with the Washington Redskins. And maybe I'm speculating too much, getting over my skis, but if I'm looking at the commissioner, I could see two things happening. Getting Kaepernick on a roster and changing the Washington Redskins name. I could see that. And I don't know how long he's going to stay as the commissioner. I don't know how long he wants to, but these are things that would be pretty prominent. And maybe he doesn't think about the Hall of Fame. You got Paul Tagliabue going into the Hall of Fame, and he wasn't well liked. Uh, but he's he's uh, going in the Hall of Fame. These are two things that this commissioner can hang his hat on, and it could open the doors. I think to the Hall of Fame. Yes, yeah, it's possible that I'm reading too much into this, but I find it interesting that I mean, obviously, the the pressure to change the name kind of has to come from the investors, I guess, right? If you're going to have all these business investors, they're going to pressure the Redskins to change the name, and they're also the same people that are probably going to make all of the money off of the name change. That is true. If I'm Nike, <laughs> I, I want to put pressure on the Washington Redskins to say, hey, I think we need to change uh, the nickname. We need some new merchandise right. in here. Uh, it, it does feel like those who want change are going to make a lot of money off of this. And, and this goes back to what I've said about Daniel Snyder. You're going to make all of this new revenue. You can say, I didn't want to change this. Because as Daniel Snyder likes to say, we say, hail to the Redskins. Fight for old D.C. Well, that should be enough, right? You could get a whole new stream of merchandising money. We could help him with that. Yes. Yeah, Plus all of the good PR of changing oh, the name. Yes. It seems like a no-brainer. Yeah. But if you're the commissioner, you get Kaepernick in the league, and now you change the nickname of the Washington Redskins. Now people look at you differently. Yeah, McLevin. How is he supposed to get Kaepernick into the league, though? Well, I know people keep thinking, well, he'll just pressure some teams. I think you have to soften the stance of the NFL and their adverse reaction to Colin Kaepernick, you know, the owners, and understanding that this is the, what's going to happen during this season or you know, prior to the start of games. That will allow teams, I think, to have a little bit more open mind.
about Colin Kaepernick. I think that's what the commissioner is trying to say is, hey, I'm in it with the, the players. I'm in it with Kaepernick. I understand what he was uh, fighting for. We understand that. I think that's what he's trying to do is make it a little easier for an owner to bring in Colin Kaepernick. And the Washington Redskins, you know, the commissioner, that would be, you know, you pick up, pick up the baton and uh, race to the finish line, be able to change that name. I think that'd be pretty impactful. This program, and look, I don't have any inside information on that other than what I told you that Daniel Snyder was told if he was coming back into town, he had to change the nickname if they were going to get a new stadium. And that's probably been five years ago, I was told that. This program is brought to you by Traeger. We got the Traeger fired up today. Uh, hot dogs. I think we got burgers. We got teriyaki chicken. I think we got it all. We're going to feed the masses today. Sounds like a straight-up barbecue. It is. It is. Yes. It is. TraegerGrills.com slash DP show to get started. Yes, Tom. And baseball's back with spring training. We just need a little apple pie, and uh, we're uh, we're good to go. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. All right, so Don Mattingly will join us uh, coming up this day in sports history. What kind of poll question do you have for me, McLevin? Okay, uh, today, as of Thursday, July 2nd, are you pro-bubble or no-bubble? Which is the better solution? And I'll ask this every week. Where mm. things are, the bubble in Orlando, do you think it, it feels like a safe place now, or is it a tough situation? It's safer. Safer than being home? I don't know if it's safe. I would rather keep everybody in one location so I can keep an eye on them, monitor them closely. But this isn't a bubble. Isn't isn't the uh, soccer league in a bubble? Aren't they supposed to be in a bubble? I think they're in Orlando and supposed to be in some form of isolation. Yeah, MLS, FC Dallas got hit with positive tests. Nine players this week. So Wednesday you had six players. Now you've had three more. And they're supposed to be in a bubble. The players tested negative before leaving Dallas to go to Orlando. And here we are sending all the NBA teams into Orlando. Remember when we shut down all the sports because of Rudy Gobert testing positive? <laughs> now I got nine, nine players in the MLS testing positive, And there's... I guess everything I've read is, hey, we're going to continue this. We're, we're going to continue this tournament. Yeah, see. The attitude towards all of it has shifted so yes, much since Rudy Gobert. Yes, it has. So, and, and obviously we know more, but, but we went from we're going to shut every sport down to nine test positive. All right, we're still going to continue. Nothing to see here. Uh, what other poll questions do you have, McLevin? Uh, okay, uh, you have to answer this affirmatively because he's coming on next. Is Don Mattingly a Hall of Famer? Yes or no, eye test. No. That's funny. He's at the top of every he's snub list. really, it's, he had like, he won an MVP. He, they didn't win a World Series when he was there. I think they won the year after he retired. I think nine gold gloves, a couple of batting titles. He's, he's the Hall of very good I, I, you know, you start to put in Don Mattingly. He had the bad back, and he was forced to uh, retire early. But then, do I put in Dale Murphy in there? Like, there's a group there of the Hall of Very Good. And as much as I love Donnie, I, I don't, 
Think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Tom. But if you're on the Hall of Fame fence and you have a cool nickname like Donnie Baseball, shouldn't that be just enough to fall into Cooperstown? I don't think so. No? No, no I think just a cool... <laughs> he's Donnie Baseball. How can Donnie Baseball not be in the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum? Ted Williams was Teddy Ballgame. Yeah. I don't know how he got that nickname, Teddy Ballgame. Because I always thought that when he came to the plate, ballgame, like ballgame over, Teddy Ballgame. That's not what it means? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but... Maybe you could Google it instead of offering up pithy <laughs> little comments here. Paul's not here. Could, it's true. Yeah, Paul's not here. And look at Todd. He's booked, uh, what, four guests? So you're you're good. I'm golden. Yeah. Vacation coming Are up. you? Are you? At Hamburg. I'm not good. No, no you're not. Do I got to make sure I keep my mic off while you were going to be interviewing these uh, four guests coming up. Yeah, that shouldn't be hard for you to remember, right? That was terrible yesterday. With Marv Albert. The laugh was bad. Laughing on the air while you're talking to Marv is everything you could possibly break down. I did the wrong thing. Do we have that sound from yesterday? I wonder. Yeah, Seaton. Uh, we're going to have to dig that up. <laughs> I should yeah. have had that up. 79 is the new 78. You realize <laughs> <laughs> Todd. So, oh, uh, I have my mic. Yeah, I'll, be, Todd. I'll be watching it. I hope it gets on. Why did I continue talking on the air? I got nervous. I made it worse. I thought you wanted to have a little fun banter when you said, Todd, I should say <laughs> No, I was yelling you. at you basically to turn off your microphone. In the moment, I thought you were like, we were going to have like one of those little things we do when we're playing, like, you know, when there's a no, sponsorship. No, I wasn't. Costello act. I wasn't playing. Oh, I have my mic on. Yeah. Play it again. <laughs> Play it again one more time. The 79 is the new 78. You <laughs> <laughs> Todd. So, uh, oh, I have my mic. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be watching it. I hope it gets off. So I think bad. that it's so bad. I love Marvelous, too. He's just rolling right there. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that's why I'm heading over to uh, he's just going to keep rolling with it no matter. I was going thinking on. about going, but I'm older. Yes, I'm being interrupted. <laughs> by one of your Somebody uh, tell that guy to shut up. <laughs> it's, oh, boy. Yeah, that was just all right. We have something to add to the. Embarrassment file. 877 3DP show email address <laughs> dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP show. The embarrassment file might have some legs. That might be a whole new video <laughs> series for us. The embarrassment files. <laughs> Why did I say, oh, my mic is on? While my mic is on, like, Right then and there, when you said Todd, I should have just, that should have been the end Shouldn't of it. Shouldn't you be asking yourself I am. I'm kind of speaking aloud. Then I would of, prefer that you use your quiet voice. I'm going to promise you that these four <laughs> interviews will go off without a hit. You will not hear a peep from me. That I will show you. Can you guarantee that? Yes, I'm going to guarantee that. Because I'm going to be staring at my on-off mic button the whole time. The 79 is the new 78. Todd. So, uh, oh, I had my mic. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be watching it. I hope it gets off. I got another little. That's a good line. I, he, he shot me. Shot you a dirty look. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'll never learn. That's the sad thing. We're doing this almost two decades, and I can't figure out basic technical skills. Yes, Eden. Has uh, Donnie Baseball checked in yet? He has. All right, we should take a break. 18 after the hour. And Don, I'm not going to talk over the interview. I'm just talking you over just you talk right over now. Me. Go ahead. Your show, you should be the one talking. You should be a good interview. <laughs> Don Mattingly is going to join us next year on the Dan Patrick Show. Todd may not. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fourth of July sale, danpatrick.com, 15% off all T-shirts for limited time just through Sunday. Use the promo code July 4th at checkout. Promo code July 4th at danpatrick.com. 15% off all T-shirts through Sunday. We'll get to phone calls. McLovin will settle on a poll question. Got a play of the day coming up. He's the Marlins manager, Don Mattingly, back on the program. Man, look at the hair. That's flowing there, Donnie. Well, it's, you know, quarantine. You can't get a haircut. <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, looks good there. Uh, can you settle something? Because I somebody said uh, they gave me your age, and I go, I think – Don screwed up his age years ago that you told you told the New York reporters you were one age, like, but you were actually a, a year older. Does that sound right? You're younger. Oh, you were you're younger. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you were lying. Basically. <laughs> no, no, I was really just messing with them. Well, how did, I, how did I it told, happen? I told him one day, I'm like, because I was like 23 or 22, you know, everybody wants to be younger. Right. And I'm going like, no, I'm, I'm 21. And they're like, no, you're 20. I'm like, 
you got you got bring proof, right? In those days, you had the photocopy IDs, a little white out, reprint it, <laughs> it, put the new date, and they bought it. I mean, it's New York reporters. What are you going to do? But I think there was a Topps baseball card that has your birth date as a wrong birth date. It did. It came out after that. Do you have all your baseball cards of of uh, the ones that you were on? No, I, but I mean, I've seen like people's books and stuff. They'll show them to me. And there are so many cards and there's cards that you like. I had never seen these before. Right. So there's so many different cards. How much did you keep from your playing days? I was a little bit of a collector of like guys that I liked, like George Brett, you know, asked for a bat, uh, Jim Rice, guys that I liked and liked the way they played. Uh, that's kind of what I was a collector of, of other people's. Um, you know, I, my mom was a collector of, I mean, not a collector, but a keeper, right? Yeah. And your first contract and, and, you know, all those type of things end up being in a box and they're still in a box uh, in our storage unit somewhere. Did you get anything from a pitcher? You you just mentioned hitters. You know, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I respected a few of them, but um, – but no, always hitters. <laughs> Did you have a pitcher though that you you respected but you didn't like? I think Roger was one of the guys, Clemens, uh, that you respected the way he went about it. Um, I remember a game in New York in his big year. Well, he had a lot of big years, but I think it was '86, yeah. and he was his stuff was off the charts. And faced him in New York. And I was a pretty good fastball hitter. I really didn't feel like there was anybody beat me with a fastball my whole career. And he threw me nothing but fastballs that day. <laughs> and it was paint. It was paint up and in. It was paint down and in. It was paint low and away. It was paint up and away. And after, like, my – I think it was my third at bat, and he was probably in, like, the seventh or something. I said, hey, Rich, he was getting him in catch. And I said, how about a breaking ball just for a <laughs> reference? <laughs> but that day he was, he was just – flat out for me, like he didn't miss a spot with the fastball and that, and you get to respect the guy that came after you like that. And he knows you're a fastball hitter and he's just bringing cheese as if to say, you think you're a good fastball hitter. I think I'm a really good fastball thrower. Yeah. And those are fun, right? There's a few times you get guys like that to just go, Hey, let's go. And, uh, you know, that was Roger. Roger was, but he was tough. Like there was a, I don't know if I've told you this story before we're in Boston and uh, I think it was Rick Roden hit a couple guys early. Um, and after the second guy, I hear Rogers pitching that day. And I'm at first, and first in Boston's like eight feet away from their dugout. And I hear, I'm going to crack somebody's helmet open. <laughs> and I know I feel like Rogers talking right in my ear. And so I come up the next inning. I don't know if it was two outs, nobody on, or a first hitter, and he threw one off the backstop. <laughs> and I think he kind of stopped all the nonsense that day. <laughs> I I don't know what that's like if somebody homers in front of you and you know that you're go somebody's buzzing the tower. Like, what's that? You didn't do anything wrong, but what's that feeling like when you go, God, this is going to hurt? Well, you, you don't always know what the homer, uh, like, to be honest with you, with Tony uh, LaRusse out in Oakland, you, you knew when you were going to get it, right? <laughs> and we hit Big Mac one day and didn't mean to. It was like a 3-2 count. I think Dave LaPointe got him in the head. He'd been hit like three times. He ducked right into it. 
And um, I come up the next inning with two outs and nobody on. And Tony was like first baseman for first baseman, oh. right? So Mac got it. I'm up two outs, nobody on. Uh, Dave Stewart on the mound, Ooh. and it was like like Stu came up, and then it was like instead of like keeping his going towards the plate, he just went <laughs> turned directly to me, hit me right in the middle of the back, and I was like, oh, that one hurt, and you kind of knew it was coming that day. Oh. The unwritten rules of baseball, Donnie. Is anybody going to write down the unwritten rules of baseball? There are probably too many, and then probably everybody's interpretation of them, right? It's just changed. It's changed a lot. And, you know, you're not going to be one of those guys that say, oh, in the old days, this and that. It's just changed. I think the game has evolved. Um, and it's just not going to be that way anymore. It's, you know, you, you still have guys that play hard and get after it and, you know, can do it in the right way. But you still got to play within the rules of the game. They change the rules all the time. Uh, it's just part of the evolution of the game. He's Don Mattingly, the Marlins manager. You're going to have a hard time getting thrown out of games given uh, some of these rules that you can't go out there and yell at the umpire. So this this might actually be something positive for you. This could be my year, Dan. <laughs> you, you know that. I mean, I was thinking about that before we went on here. I'm like, I'm not getting, I'm probably not going to You know, they're discouraging it. I mean, the umpires are going to be traveling with us at times. I mean, you just can't do it. So this is my year. That you don't get thrown out. So the bet is you don't get thrown out for 60 games. No, I don't think so this year. I'm feeling really good. I've been doing a lot of yoga and stuff, <laughs> meditating, a lot of namaste going on. So, I mean, I'm feeling calm right now. And I just feel like this is the year. I'm nervous about this season. And I'm not even involved in it, Donnie. So just as, like, what's the conversation like at home? with your wife about going into this? Uh, it was a little different, right? Because, you know, we're, we're in Indiana during the, you know, the quarantine and they sent us, sent us out of spring training and you watched what was going on in New York at the time. Uh, so that was kind of scary. You're thinking, you know, who would fly into New York now? And then we're getting ready to fly into Miami and Miami's like on a, on a spike and you're flying right into it. Um, I, I think it's different. I think you have to take care of yourself. I think there's a lot of responsibilities for yourself, for other people's families, team. It's just a, it's going to be a different year, Dan. There's going to be a lot to deal with. And I think the team that can kind of get past that, and after you do all the testing and do all the stuff you're supposed to do, who can get down to baseball, right, and, and do it quick? And that's what we're going to be trying to do in spring. That's what every other team is going to be trying to do. They're all talking about the same thing. But the team that can actually do it is going to be the team, I think, that can you know, maybe make some noise in this thing. What do you think about the DH in the National League, how that will affect how you manage? Well, it, it makes it uh, a little easier, a lot less decisions to make as far as, you know, where, you know, you're changing pitchers. You know, do you have to double, not double, all that. You're just making pitching decisions. So that makes it a little less complicated. I don't say it makes it easier, but it makes it a little less complicated. Um, I think it helped our team, but it helps everybody. You know, it gets us – we had a couple – we had like our lineup was, is getting better, uh, and we we can use that spot to be able to, you know, get an extra guy in the lineup, mix and match our lineup a little better. Give me the guy in your lineup that people should keep an eye on if uh, this season does get underway. Is there somebody under the radar? Uh, well, Brian Anderson, I think everybody with us, 
has been under the radar. Uh, Brian Anderson is a guy that's that's been getting better and better as a young player. Pretty good mechanics, uses the whole field, pretty good mentality, uh, got some power, getting stronger. That's the kind of guy that can continue to break out. Um, so he's a guy to watch. Isan Diaz, to me, a guy with a great swing at second base. Uh, we just got to get his confidence where he starts to believe that he's a big leaguer. But he's got a really nice swing. Um, and there, there are other guys. Obviously, Jonathan VR is fun to watch. Um, came over from Baltimore. Jesus Aguilar, you're asking him to, you know, hopefully have another big year. Corey Dickerson. So we got a pretty good little group going on if we can perform. I just figured it out. You look like um, Patrick Swayze a little bit. I don't know if you know our old trainer, Gene Monahan. Yeah. He used to tell me that all the time. You know, he would he would say that. So I get it. I don't it. know if that's good or bad. Did you ever meet Patrick Swayze? I did not. I watched Roadhouse a lot though. <laughs> well, I bet you, I feel, you like, I feel like you I'm, lived Roadhouse. Huh? I feel like you lived Roadhouse at some point <laughs> in your life. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Can't do that anymore. <laughs> and once again, you know, no spitting, no sunflower seeds, social distancing. You're still allowed to adjust yourself, right? They're allowing that, right? That's part of my new sign set because you got to stay, <laughs> stay below the neck, and you can't get, you can't be above the head. You can't touch the face. It's, it's always changing. Great. Got to be able to adjust. Oh no, I know. Be able to adjust. To I got thing. it. I got it. I got it. Little play on words there. There he is. He's uh, our Patrick Swayze. Uh, Donnie, great to talk to you, and good luck. All right. Thank you, guys. Right. Appreciate it. Don Mattingly, Marlins manager. Yeah, I, I, I kept looking, and I was going, man, he looks like. Patrick Swayze. And then he's been told that all of his life. So good to talk to him as always. These stories, these guys always remember the most minute details. Golfers and baseball players. Because if you say, remember that time you faced McGuire? It was third inning. No, no, no it was second inning. And the count was, uh, it was 2-1. You know, I started him off with, and I, pitchers remember, man, hitters, they remember everything. It's amazing how it doesn't matter. The great ones, they just remember. They have that ability for recall there. But, yeah, I'm going into spring training. I go in there optimistically, of course. Uh, Clemens only start against the Yankees. He faced 30 batters. Complete game. Mattingly went un, uh, 0 for 4. Uh, what did he do in his career? Three uh, three eleven against uh, batted three eleven against Roger Clemens, but you know that's that's where you get out and get emasculated. Mattingly, great fastball hitter, and as he said, there was nobody who's going to throw a fastball by me. He faces Clemens in '86, and Clemens was bringing cheese, and just to say to Mattingly, you think you're a good fastball hitter? You you see that one? There's more where that one came from. Yes, Eden. I love those little moments like that, sort of like the game within the oh, game. You know, God. just these individual battles. And, it, it, you know, a lot of these things, like they don't even know what they know. Because he'll say, I don't know if I ever told you this story. You know, we accidentally hit Mark McGuire, and I know Tony LaRussa is going to hit me. Like that's with Tony with the A's, he was going to hit you. You just knew it. I'm at first base. Dugout's eight feet away, it feels like. And I hear Clement say, I'm going to, you know, crack somebody's helmet. And he's saying it to Don Mattingly, one of the biggest names in the sport. 
Yeah, see. And even just the recall of in the moment being like, oh, yeah, I remember that time 35 years ago. I mean, just like that, you can bring that moment up. Oh, yeah, that time I faced him in 86. What? I know. It's, it's good stuff. All right, McLovin, did we settle on a poll question? Okay, I have sports ones, and I have a, a few silly July 4th ones. Do you want those at some point? Yeah, I can go silly. I want to start with the question, are you a fireworks guy? No. Yes or no? No. Explain. So you don't enjoy watching fireworks in the sky? Well, as a parent, I always look at what could go wrong, especially with my kids. And so I never, I, we had sparklers. That was it. And, and I remember being in a movie theater where somebody threw in a smoke bomb. Like there were just, I didn't have pleasant memories. It wasn't like, hey, we'll all gather and watch fireworks. But I can watch them. I don't need to be walking around. You know, there's guys who really, they're pyromaniacs. They're like, mm-hmm, I love this. Yeah, see. Yeah, that's, I really only enjoy them on the 4th of July. And then after that, I have almost no use for them. But I love them on the 4th. But, you know, then you got these knuckleheads who are firing off fireworks before the 4th of July. So this whole week, you're just hearing people, you know, setting off firecrackers. Yeah, McClellan. What about the ones in the sky, like the setup, like the big everyone gets together? Uh, it's pretty. The Day Parade. I mean, it's fine. But if yeah. you said I went through the 4th of July and I didn't see any fireworks, I'd be okay. As Todd says, Jason Pierre-Paul agrees with me. Yeah, you know what? Nice. Thanks, Todd. Sometimes i got to learn the hard way. I, I love looking at fireworks. I just don't understand anyone that actually wants to shoot them off, unless it's some kind of professional setting, like the Macy's, whatever, July 4th thing, and you've got professional people that set it up, like, like McLovin was saying, and they shoot it off for everyone to watch. But why would you want to light it yourself? We have friends who have 4th of July fireworks on the beach every year, and I don't go. And, and and so they had a mishap a couple of years ago where like a Roman candle or something went backwards. And I, but that doesn't stop them from doing it. It's just like, hey, you want to come over and uh, you want to go to the fireworks? And I go, no. Yeah, see. We'll do every year we go to Cape Cod and um, we go to this one beach. It's Red River Beach. And every family that goes down there brings a ton of fireworks and like good ones. Like my brother-in-law will go out, you know, a month before and spend, we'll all throw in some money and he'll buy like a thousand dollars or maybe even more than that. Right. And everybody, there's bonfires on the beach and everybody is sort of lighting off fireworks and it's, it's not competitive, but it's sort of like, Whoa, this year the people five houses down went really heavy or something like that. And it's awesome. It's great. And it starts just as the sun's going down and tends to go pretty late into the night and it's it's a great time and and fireworks played an important role in my life because when i got married and i was on uh, one of those cruises you know those yachts that go around manhattan where you rent the yacht for three hours and i i'm from a really small town in ohio and my family came in and they'd never been in new york so we're on a yacht in in new york and the yacht takes us out to the Statue of Liberty. So you're right under the Statue of Liberty. This is our wedding reception. And all of a sudden, they are doing a fireworks rehearsal. And the fireworks are going off right over the Statue of Liberty. And for years, my father-in-law took credit for that. He had nothing to do with that. But my family, coming from a small town in Ohio, thought that was the greatest thing in the world. We can't believe that uh, your father-in-law spent all that money. And then he would say, nothing's too good for my daughter. 
Rather be lucky than good any day, oh, right? Oh, my God. But the timing of it. So you go out there. Everybody is on the deck looking up at the Statue of Liberty. It's all lit up. It's beautiful. In case you haven't heard of fireworks, we decided to give you some sound effects This is what there. they sound like. Yeah, great. Because people are probably going, I don't know what fireworks sound like. Because they haven't been hearing them for the past two yeah, months. Yeah. But, man, you had those things, bombs bursting in midair. Like, it was, it was, we were patriots out there under the Statue of Liberty. It was awesome. It was great. That's great. Yeah. And then the reception went downhill after that. Couples were fighting. You couldn't get off the boat. Uh, the people wanted to stay on the boat. People we thought might fall off the boat. A uh, guy got his nose broke, throwing me up in the air. My, my shoe came down and broke Eddie Arsis' nose. Yes, McLovin. Were there any famous people on board who did anything noteworthy? No, I don't think so. Oh, I figured some of your old uh, sports center buddies might have been. Oh, oh. Um, no, nobody famous. Gary Miller was the life of the party. That's what I was curious yes. about. Yes, Gary Miller at one point tied his cummerbund around his face and... and yeah. Let's take a break. We got play of the day coming up next here on the Dan Patrick show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern six to nine Pacific on Fox sports radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick show. This is it. We've got an Amex platinum pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, McLovin. Uh, one more poll question. Actually, I got off Twitter. It was a big debate last night. Mm. If you could afford it and you could have one, uh, like a week vacation coming up, would you rather stay on a lake or at the beach? A lake. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I voted beach on, on Twitter last night. There's some great lakes, like Montana, Whitefish, Bay, uh, Lake Winnipesaukee. Like those, the water is crystal clear. Yeah, give me a, give me a nice lake. I'm good. Wow, I I think ocean kind of won the. Yeah, but you I don't know the beach. You go to the beach. It's it's a hassle going to the beach. Doesn't something about the Mediterranean though sound good or something like that? Well, that's kind of a big lake. <laughs> I mean, it's mostly closed in on every yeah. side, except yeah. for this one little yeah. just a, straight. Yeah, but getting your bare feet on the bottom of the lake or the pond is terrifying. But you though. see, I'm trying to get you out of the beach environment because you saw a shark and almost I died. I well, it was last year. Yeah, I just I wasn't sure if you guys remember that. I was sort of setting you up to get great way. And by the way, we're supposed to go back to that beach this year. Man, you're so brave. I got to tell you, there were shark sightings near where you live. On the Long Island Sound. You're so brave. <laughs> Did you know I've seen a great way? Yeah. yeah. Aren't you afraid? They're, they're coming down. I, I, I've only run into area. To good white sharks, not great ones. Just good ones. Yeah. And once again, I still don't know that designation. How do you become a great? When you're born, are you a great white shark? You're just born great? Yeah. I mean, it's like born rich. I mean, come on. Average white shark. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, a lot of people pointing out the Thousand Island dressing is made with mayonnaise. So mm, okay. it wasn't as crazy as you thought. Mayonnaise on fries. No, that's time. not good either. No, that's gross. Oh, it's not. What are you talking about? Uh, Greg in Illinois. Hey, Greg. Hey, DP. Hey. Happy early pin- Independence Day to you and the boys. Thank you. You too. Um, thank you. I'm with you on the fireworks. Holiday related question for you guys. Right. What is the most important item for a 4th of July party? Is it the grill or the Traeger, the fireworks, the mm. beer, or uh, the body of water? Thanks and go uh, Kalukis. All right. Well, thank you, Greg. Southern Illinois. Yes, Tom. got to be a food. you got to have the Traeger. Then the, those things are extras as far as having a body of water or fireworks. I thought you were going to have your mic off a little bit more today. Am I talking too much today? Because Paul's not here. I thought you like what I contribute. Because then sometimes I get quiet for a couple hours and then like, where were you today? And now I'm talking too much. Let me see if I miss you <laughs> contributing. How about we it's try so mean that? To yeah, say that. Just try that. Holiday weekend. I just feel like Paul's not here. You book some great guests. And a little chatty. I'm a little too chatty. Just a little. For your yeah. I, but I like the enthusiasm. But this is Fritzy Friday on a Thursday. It's hard to handle. It's hard yeah. to deal Pre-vacation yeah. good oh, guest man. list. Yeah. Sans Paul. Sans Sans Paul. Paul. This is, uh, I mean, just a perfect storm My of blood annoying Todd My blood pressure is like 100 behavior. over 60 right now. Yeah, you're good right now. Oh, this would be a good time to take it. Yeah. All right, one hour in the books, two more to go. We'll check in with uh, the Patriots, Scott Zolak, their uh, radio analyst, get his thoughts on Cam Newton. One of the great stories in the NBA, Duncan Robinson, the Heat forward, will join us. Tony Clark, executive director of the Baseball Players Association. wonder what he thought of my interview with the commissioner yesterday. Back after this from the Dan Patrick Show. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.